0: This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 110. and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst.
1: (laughs) And this is Brett Hurst.
0: And we're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Well, before we jump into today's episode, I want to share a resource with our listeners. Today's resource is a free app called Gottman Card Decks, and it is just a list, I don't know, probably hundreds of conversation starter questions. Excellent. And we recommend this to people a lot because sometimes we'll have a couple that'll say, you know, by the time we get to our date night, like, we're just so tired. We the don't have anything to say to each brains other. Brains are fried. <laughs> and we get that. We've been there before. So uh, this is one of my favorite apps. It's by the Gottman Institute. It's free to download. And it just gives you all kinds of different categories of how to do com- start conversations. And sometimes you can have long, lengthy wonderful conversations based on just one little starter so today's episode is called conversation starters and what we are going to do today brett hurst Uh is we're going to select random questions from the Gottman card deck app and see where the conversation goes
1: and what if i elect not to play
0: you have to play it's your podcast (laughs) is it now it's our (laughs) podcast (laughs) okay so let me just give a a few of these categories so there's a cat the category of love maps anyone who's heard us through our podcast episodes knows what love maps are Mm. there's a category for open-ended questions rituals of connection opportunities date night questions I feel questions, giving appreciation, sex questions, Mm, mm. and they, in fact, they have those in three categories. There's mild salsa, medium salsa, and hot salsa.
1: Might save those for later.
0: (laughs) Not on air. There's one on expressing needs, expressing empathy, and then how to be a great listener. So what about we start with love maps? Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, we will start with an easy one. What is your partner's favorite way to spend an evening?
1: I don't know why I'm so uncomfortable already. I
0: don't know either. This is nothing.
1: My favorite way to spend an evening? Yeah. Well, it's, we're still in the COVID thing when this thing got recorded. recorded, but But yeah, going out to dinner and mm-hmm. just enjoying time with my wife. That's probably my favorite.
0: Lately, because we've been in COVID and at home so much, is we've been going through all of our movie purchases and DVDs that we have stored up and haven't watched. Over the
1: last several centuries?
0: Yeah. Well, some of the really old ones I just love Mm -hmm. from like the 40s and 50s.
1: So wait, was the question at home?
0: What is your just favorite way to spend an evening?
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I love watching the old movies with you. That's, yeah. I really enjoy that.
0: That's fun. So, you have a little system of how you like to watch old movies because typically you'll get your iPad out and you'll look up the movie or trivia facts about the movie. Mm-hmm. And as we're watching it, you'll say, pause it and go, by the way, Frank Sinatra, da 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 da.
1: Context is everything.
0: <laughs> okay. I would say that's my favorite probably my favorite way. If definitely going out to eat, I just love to go out to eat. So dinner is always a really big one. And then, yeah, getting home in time to just like watch a movie and chill. And yeah, that's a good evening.
1: Yeah. I've really been, as we've said, I've really been enjoying the movie routine. Uh,
0: Okay. Let's see. What kind of present would your partner like best? So we're in our family where we just entered Birthday season. Oh right. So because
1: all our birthdays are
0: yeah, we have an eight week, together. We have an eight week season from August to no, October where we have nine family birthdays plus our wedding
1: anniversary. I think we're losing our audience.
0: It's a little nut. No, they're not. I think you know regular listeners might. Want to, want to know yes.
1: where our birthday clumps are
0: <laughs> I'm just saying so we've just entered big birthday season Yes here we are So what kind of present would your partner like best I will say if I had to guess Amazon gift cards
1: Well you can That's can't, what you like Can't go wrong with the old gift card I definitely like
0: buying you books of like presidential biographies, or mu-
1: for for sure musician biographies. I think I'm off the presidential biographies now. I think I've I think I've gotten a, l- a lifetime out but of that. But musician ones, you always like. Yes, yeah, and like... there's
0: always a new one coming mm. out right before Christmas. That's and true. I like to sometimes surprise you with that. One thing I put in your Christmas stocking every year is a book for free car washes.
1: <laughs> well, it's very practical.
0: <laughs> you like it. You use them.
1: Yeah, I like them. <laughs> I realize how much I like them when I can't find them.
0: Do you know what kind of present your partner likes best?
1: Uh, just about anything related to makeup mm. or makeup accessories oh, or man. all kinds of stuff that it contributes to me slowly getting crowded out of my own bathroom.
0: <laughs> I just reorged in there. So That's it true. Good.
1: Now I have but... a smidge of space.
0: Yeah, I wish I had stock in Sephora. I would be.
1: I wish I had stock in Sephora.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here's one. What is one of your partner's best childhood memories?
1: I think you riding the trails on your pink huffy. Back <laughs> in the woods. People may wo- not
0: know what a pink huffy is. Back in the woods bike. of
1: of us, uh, East Texas, Southeast Texas. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I think you have a lot of good childhood memories. Mm. Your family would go to the lake every year, Mm like Rayburn in East Texas. You love that. I have a distinct memory of you describing being in elementary school and riding your bike to Kentucky Fried Chicken and getting a little snack pack.
1: That was a big, big thrill back in those days. With your
0: transistor radio hanging on your handlebars. That's
1: right. (laughs) Had to have the music with me. Oh,
0: my gosh. That's good. Okay. Let's see. Let's pick a different category now. Let's do rituals of connection.
1: Rituals of connection. Yes. Yeah.
0: So how, let's see, let me find one.
1: And we're just trying to get people started here. We're not trying to give people our entire life story.
0: Right. Okay. So one of the things in rituals of connection is mealtimes. Mm-hmm. So what we do with our engaged couples when we teach our married life prep class is we talk about rituals of connection and And really getting specific around what are your values around ways we connect. Mm -hmm. So mealtime is obviously one of those, one
1: of those core connecting points.
0: And so for us, I know when we first got married, like one of the questions was, or one of the things we had to navigate was, do we have the TV on when we're having dinner together? Uh huh. I think nowadays you might, couples might ask that question. They might also ask, Do we allow our phones at the table? Mm -hmm. You know, I know that when I was growing up, we weren't allowed to answer the phone during dinner. Like if someone called us, we couldn't have talk time during dinner. That was, you know, we couldn't either. Yeah. And so, oh, you know, are we going to sit in the living room and at the coffee table and have takeout? Or what about how often are we going to cook at home rather than going out?
1: So is the question geared toward us or to somebody who's just now getting married or, well, what was the question?
0: The the question was, you know, rituals around mealtime. What's important to you? What are your values that you want to establish? You and I've been married. 33 years next month. So yep. we've been doing this Congratulations. a while. But we're trying to get couples to well, think about their values and how they want to do mealtime. Well,
1: we always pray before we That's eat. true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And one thing we used to do, we're not as great about it these days, but we kind of go through seasons. But we keep all of our Christmas cards that we get. Mm-hmm. At from Christmas the, time, from the, previous, from the year. previous year, we keep those on a stack on our kitchen table, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times when we pray over our, before our meal, we'll pull one of those Christmas cards and say a prayer for that family.
1: Yeah, and I like that. But, I
0: know we, yeah. we used to do that a lot more often. I think nowadays, we're well,
1: the sit. problem is we're not sitting at the table. That's very, true.
0: A lot of times we're sitting in the so living room. Well,
1: maybe we should move the Christmas cards to the uh, to, <laughs> to the TV room.
0: Okay. What about planning and going on vacations?
1: What about it? <laughs> well, I, what
0: about it? I you do, like them?
1: I do like them. I do all the planning.
0: Uh-huh. All the orchestra- I do all the going. You
1: do all the going. That's right. You, you're a full-out <laughs> out participant.
0: But, you know, I think one thing that helped us when we were first starting out was distinguishing between a vacation and a trip. That helped because what we learned was your family growing up would take trips most right. of the time
1: and with an itinerary yeah an agenda you go to washington we're going to see the Smithsonian Uh-oh. and then <laughs> Jefferson Memorial and Lincoln uh-huh. Memorial and yeah at all these specific times or whatever so that
0: when you return home you need a vacation from your trip right Yes. But our family growing up did the same vacation every single summer. We went to Concan, which is near Garner State Park for anybody who lives in Texas, and we just chilled and rode inner tubes on the Frio River and that and just like slept late and
1: So I'm convinced your family vacation was the better kind of vacation.
0: Well, it's you were rested and relaxed and so when you and I were first starting to go places together, that that's when we started going, okay, wait. Is this a trip or is this a vacation? Are we
1: going to need a vacation after our vacation because we're so exhausted from the vacation?
0: Exactly right. Okay. So like, what about, let me pick one more from rituals of connection. What about celebrating each other's successes?
1: I think it's a good idea.
0: I think it is a good idea. I think there are expectations around how we do this. Uh I remember a couple that we were working with. And she, I think was in like commercial real estate or something. Anyway, she got this big promotion, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that she had. I don't think she had worked for it. Like it just sort of, she kind of stumbled into it and she just got blessed with this thing that fell in her lap. And it was this big, it great. like almost doubled her annual salary and just all a this. great
1: opportunity that yeah. came.
0: And so she came home and told her husband and he like gave her a big hug and was like, man, that's so great. Wonderful. And she was kind of thinking he'd take her out to dinner, they'd get champagne, like like it would be a real big deal, big deal. Yeah. And when we were talking to them in our living room, I remember him saying, well, she didn't work for it. Like, she, it wasn't like something she was striving for. Wrong answer. For a couple of years. And then she got it. And she was like. Well, who cares if I worked for it? I got it. Let's go celebrate. Right, right. So, I mean, I know that sounds like kind of dumb, but we help couples get really specific around what they expect. Because to him, he grew up in a family that if you worked hard for something, there was a payoff, there was a reward and you celebrated. But if you just got something, you know, by the luck of the draw.
1: Right. Well, I think the whole story speaks to a bigger conversation of. Just getting in a groove of more celebrating. Yeah. You know, that it's That's just true. that, I mean, really, every gift that we get mm-hmm. comes from the Lord, I think. So, you mm-hmm. know, let, let's celebrate all those things. Yeah. Because all these opportunities to celebrate are also opportunities to connect and create more intimacy together.
0: Yeah. There's a, a hilarious episode about this on the show Mad About You <laughs> where Paul and Jamie both on the same day she's going for a, an account at work that she's been working on and he's like trying to sell a documentary to PBS or something Okay. and the same day she gets the account which is huge and he gets rejected And so she's wanting to celebrate and invite friends over. And he's like,
1: he's wanting to crawl into a hole. exactly. And it's
0: just really kind of funny how they end up talking about it. So, okay. One more into rituals of connection. Okay. What about communicating daily appreciations?
1: I think that's big. I think we do that virtually every day.
0: We do. And I think what I tell people a lot is you would probably really be shocked at how many times we say thank you Mm -hmm. in a day. We say it all the time. I'm That's not true. patting us on the back. I'm just well. Saying,
1: we've we've been doing this work yes. for a long, long time, so we've been conditioned yeah. to do this because it creates such great benefit to yeah. our marriage and our family.
0: Yeah, like I mean, every time you take the trash out, I'm like, thank you so much for taking the trash <laughs> out. It's so you know, thank you so much for. Well, don't the stop thanking <laughs> me. It's a motivator. But I think a lot of people. This kind of goes down, drills down to the specificity thing because some people want to be appreciated. Just for doing a task. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for cooking dinner. Dah, dah, dah. Some people want to be appreciated about how they did something. Right. True. So that meal was so good. Oh. The meat just fell apart, you know, whatever. Be
1: specific. (laughs) Get
0: really specific around that. I think that's super helpful. Okay, so let me pull up a different category. Are you having fun, Brett?
1: Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm having fun.
0: Let's move
1: to... Maybe one or two more. Okay,
0: here's one little date night question. This is a cute one. Do you have a sweet tooth or a savory tooth?
1: Well, you know the answer to that. What? Savory.
0: Yeah, but when you said it, I was thinking your love for key lime pie, which to me is not even sweet.
1: It's savory.
0: It's tart.
1: It's tart.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, there's a thing about...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what comes out of your mouth next. Is they, this about key lime pie? No,
0: because I don't like key lime pie. It's too no, tart. You've, you've
1: indicated that if to I'm me. If I'm going to
0: splurge on calories, I want
1: chocolate. So, we went, so when we went to the Florida Keys, did you eat any key lime pie while we were down there?
0: Well, let me just say to our listeners... You had key lime pie every single day.
1: Of course. Because
0: we're in the Keys. When in Rome. You you even had fried key lime pie. Yeah, which which I don't recommend. That wasn't a great suggestion. No, I had a bite of yours each time you ordered it, but it it is never anything I crave. I don't crave tart, sweet things.
1: So I think we've beat this question to death. No, I am much more of a. This
0: s- is what I was going to savory say. Savory
1: kind of person than sweet too. I'm
0: savory and sweet. Are you? I'm saucy and sweet. Well, me too. What I was going to say is, people are born with different taste buds in different locations on their tongue.
1: Okay. And
0: it, has, it makes. Which people-
1: podcast have I stumbled into? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, I'm going to ask you this: the one. sweet
1: and savory uh, podcast.
0: <laughs> if you could only keep one, I know the answer to this question. Well, then if don't ask. It. Only, <laughs> <laughs> if you could only keep one book that you currently own, what would it be? Well, of course, you would say the Bible. Well, of but course. if you did, if, you, if it wasn't the Bible, what other what book?
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Because you reread a lot of your books, which I do not. I do. Yes. Remember, like you will, you'll read, reread something about Willie Nelson or the Beatles, of course. And some I'll years. say to you, didn't you already quote this to me like three years ago? And you'll, yeah, I'm re- rereading it.
1: It was more, probably more like 20 years ago or something.
0: Maybe. So,
1: I don't know. Something with a lot of pictures, I guess. <laughs> I really don't know.
0: <laughs> I guess I would probably say
1: there, you know, there are some, there are some Christian books and so forth that I've, You know, studied when I Mm -hmm. first became a Christian in college, and then I've gone back and Mm -hmm. "The Pursuit of Holiness" by Jerry Bridges was was Mm -hmm. a book like that. I'd probably
0: pick either a C.S. Lewis book. Mm, I don't know which one though. Right? Maybe "Mere
1: Christianity." Screw tape letters for me.
0: Yeah, or I would maybe take my little church hymnal which I'm looking at right now on the Are table.
1: You? I was wondering uh, what you were looking at. No,
0: it's, you know, I a couple years ago, I pulled that out. I'd had it tucked away and I pulled it out and started using it in my private quiet time in the mornings.
1: You would turn to individual hymns and start. I'm,
0: I've been going through the whole hymnal. I just started from the wow. beginning because I can sight read so I can, even if the hymns, I don't know them. And I'll just read, one, I'll sing one hymn oh, that day.
1: See, I would like to hear that. And
0: it's like just the sweetest little oh, thing. I'm not totally to uh, consistent with sing, it these days. I used but. to
1: sing all the time. Aww. All right. All, all right. more? Last one. If
0: you were on a desert island and got to bring one non-essential item, what would it be?
1: Shipbuilding book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, that but that's
0: essential, oh, right? Cuz non non essential. Yeah, just a frivolous thing.
1: Slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a good one. I guess a non essential, I'd have to bring some makeup maybe. I would miss my makeup. <laughs> Hair tools.
1: <laughs> I, now I see how now I see how much I really need to consider Getting an investment in Sephora. <laughs>
0: Those Sephora gift cards—they're mighty fine.
1: Because, good grief! Even on a deserted island.
0: One more, then I swear this is it. No, no we already it. said that. What would your perfect vacation look like?
1: My perfect vacation. Mm-hmm. Tropical. About, tropical, and about five years in length.
0: By the water. Yeah. You're, you're a water baby. Well, tropical. Well, by the water. Okay. Yes. And five years in length. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good With one. With
1: unlimited uh, expense account.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I'd have massages as part of mine, like very leisurely yoga routines. I wouldn't let you do the
1: massages. You always throw your back out.
0: (laughs) Not anymore. I've been doing good on my back.
1: All right. Well,
0: I don't know if this was helpful for anyone, but it was fun for me. I
1: think it's a moot point because I don't think anybody's listening by this point.
0: (laughs) Well, if you would like to contact us, you can find us at marriage to the max.org. Also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'd like to give a special thank you to podcast rocket for producing this episode. Well, thanks for listening today. And until next time, remember healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.